Hi and welcome to What's Next. I'm Therese, your host, and in this week's episode we have amazing guests on the show. So let's get started right away. Have fun listening. Hello, Studio Moto. Thank you so much for being on the show. How are you? Yeah, quite good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's, uh, we're curious to see how this is going to be and uh, what questions you will come up with. <laughs> Thank you again for being on the show. And the first question would be, who are you? Please introduce yourself and the studio. Uh, we are uh, Studio Moto. Uh, we started like five years ago uh, with uh, Thomas Pick and I, Mo van den Bergen. Uh, we're from uh, Belgium, uh, from the both parts. I'm from uh, the more north parts and Thomas from the more south part. And we, uh, we've met uh, a couple of years ago, uh, working together at, uh, at the office uh, Robrecht & Dam, which is an office in Ghent as well. Uh, but after eight uh, years working there together, uh, we started uh, something new uh, together. And uh, it was the birth of uh, Studio Moto. So you said, okay, now it's time to do something for ourselves. No, it's, I think it's happened a bit. Mo started working on his own a little bit earlier and uh, we started doing some competitions together mm -hmm. uh, for, for the fun a little bit. And uh, straight away we won two, comp two competitions, the first that we did. So oh. we thought, okay, now we've got to, to start something together. It works quite well. And uh, yeah, since we've been together. Great. We, we started uh, doing a competition uh, as a joke a little bit for uh, some uh, French fries uh, shops. And uh, so really? it was something a bit unique. Uh, In Brussels, yeah. And uh, it's now after four, five years, it's uh, the first one arrived in Brussels. So it's the friture, it's called. It's uh, the Belgian snack everybody knows in the world. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we uh, we did a design to um, to renew the the old uh, snack bars in, in in Brussels, and uh, that's basically how it started for us. Yeah. Before we get deeper into this, I have some warm up questions for you. Okay. First, what's your favorite drink? Alcoholic, non alcoholic? Depends on the situation. <laughs> Can can also be just a glass of water if it's your favorite drink. <laughs> I'm thirsty right now. But, uh, well, if Mo uh, likes beer, I like beer, wine, everything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it, like Thomas says, it depends on the moment. Huh? We in the morning we like having a coffee, but uh, I don't know if you can say if you're thirsty, you, you don't want a coffee, you want something else. So. Water, here at the office, it's mainly water and uh, coffee in the morning. And after work? Yeah, after work. <laughs> now, very soon, uh, we're, we're going to have a few beers. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if you could choose um, a skill that you develop overnight, what would it be? 
if you can wish for anything, what But would you choose? I didn't understand uh, the question. What, what does it mean? A skill, so something. Yeah, skill. But did you? Uh, oh. Would you wish to yeah, fly or time travel or learn every language in the world? Oh. What would you choose? Uh, I would. I would love it if I if I could just. Uh, You design something and then it stands there without all the hassle that's in between. It's, uh, we, we go through periods of uh, ups and downs where we, we really enjoy the creative process, but then you've got to go through all the bureaucracy and uh, that's really painful. So if that could be something that could be totally uh, skipped through some kind of... Uh, that would be great. So you just beam your your design on the construction side without all this bureaucratic... I think it's, mainly it's all the bureaucratic aspect, which I really, uh, yeah, I really hate. So, <laughs> yeah. You should choose something different now so you can be a superpower together. <laughs> well, we've got two superpowers together, that's right. So we're, we're actually quite uh, lucky here. So let's go, Mo. What I really don't know. <laughs> we've actually got uh, uh, here at the office. We've got uh, like a 3D printer. Yeah. And uh, that's already quite amazing because we we don't need to make models anymore. They just get made by the machine. So that's also quite. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Still takes down a couple of days to put everything together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I should think about it, a superpower. Okay, I will. I will come back to this question at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Next question: Your favorite hobby besides architecture? I'm just playing uh, football on Saturday, which is perfect and very needed after a week of labor <laughs> and a lot of sitting. Yes, yeah. uh, I think both of us like. The outdoors when we can, uh, but, uh, but you have the aviator stuff. Yeah, I've I've uh, I've started not too long ago. Uh, try a flight simulator, and uh, I got a bit addicted by it. So I got myself the whole uh, equipment and uh, the whole equipment, also the seat where you can feel no, the movement not, and everything. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> but you're working on it. Right? <laughs> well, it's it adds up. You get all these things that you you can uh, buy and uh, yeah. So. Okay, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Then, first real question, how do you start your design process? Do you have a set of rules? or? I think uh, we don't have rules, but we have habits, I think. Uh, for sure, I think it's normal to, to go through the program and the questions and the situation and the context mm -hmm. and... and We like having starting with uh, laying out all the problems because usually every project has got its issues which make it quite uh, problematic for the people who for the client and we like uh, going straight to the problem and uh, trying to evolve from there and we yeah how we do it is yeah, we do it always together uh, from the beginning till the end and It's uh, quite a natural 
I mean, it's it's uh, it grows by uh, discussion and and by uh, yeah by uh, having the treaty we, done yeah. and and we challenge each other quite a bit as well. Just uh, often one thinks he's got a great idea and then the other just uh, questions it and then. Uh, and it's uh, another one stage. Suddenly, it seems natural, and then that's where we we put it on yeah. on paper. But usually, we don't draw or don't uh, design straight away. It's more like a discussion. Yeah. Okay. But so when you start a competition, you don't lock yourself separately from each other in a room, and you have to no, 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 no. think about it for hours or days or the opposite. Yeah, I think uh, we we have very. Uh, very nice discussions and that's how it also that's how we try to solve the problems because uh, yeah, it's, it's by discussion you mm -hmm. el eliminate certain things yeah. which makes the project more and more pure I think we and, yeah I think very often it's true that when we have a design often we we can't imagine really coming with something else because we've we've looked at so many options and mm. and it just breaks down into something essential which we think is mm. i mean of course other people would do something else but uh, for like, the more we think about it the more it gives us a, a reason why we do it and uh, yeah. but we we combine it with also the 3d models i think uh, thomas very well and Handling the the SketchUp and, and all the computer stuff. And With what CAD program do you do you draw? Uh, well, we actually really like uh, SketchUp. It's uh, it's simple and fast and, and easy to handle. And it. uh, it's uh, and and yeah. that's and and yeah, we 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 still draw the the plans in two D. Uh, but with the SketchUp, we, we go fast to the 3D uh, printer to try out, and uh, that's a little bit how it, how it works. Are you planning on using BIM in the office? Uh, we're doing it at the moment, but uh, lots of frustrations. So yes. I actually <laughs> hate it more and more. Uh, it's, it's... Uh, you end up uh, having to... It breaks totally your creativity. Uh, so we we originally work with the 2D, as Mo said, and 3D via SketchUp. So, and uh, we thought, well, it's a bit of a waste of time because you you draw in 2D and then you have to redraw in 3D. Mm -hmm. And so we we're working with uh, Archicad at the moment, and uh, I've got a list a list in the Excel with all what I find is wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> You can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. It's actually, uh, if somebody hears me now, never buy Archicad. It's a waste of money and uh, and time and energy and uh, yeah. And I have a lot. I have a lot of colleagues who love Archicad. Well, you, it's really useful if you if you design every time the same thing. <laughs> you can re just repeat the process, and everything has been uh, already encoded. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you work with uh, complex projects, uh, it's, uh, I mean, we're still working with it, but uh, the time and energy, it drains you, really, it really drains you. I mean, it's, it's not a, 
it's not like you're sculpting something or like you're drawing something. It's really like you're putting data all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All, all buttons and yeah. I never tried it. And when you're in this creative design process, who or what inspires you? Do you sometimes just have to get up from your desk and you walk around in a forest, look at nature, or how do you clear your mind to come back with good ideas? Or is there also a person? It doesn't have to be a person from the architectural world. Just someone who inspires you. Well, I think <laughs> some someone or something, I mean, yeah, it can come from everywhere, but effectively it's nice occasionally to just step out of your routine and uh, change your ideas. Like we, we just had a few days holiday and it's great to resource yourself and to get inspiration and to get out of your plan, planning mode a little, get out of the, the schedule of, it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a good thing to mm. give it a rest mm -hmm. and not even go and look for inspiration, but just clear your mind, clear your mind. I think that's also good inspiration because if you leave it like a day or two uh, and you watch it again, you, you will see different things and, and, and uh, but that's maybe one thing which often when, when we start a competition, we go on excursions, we go and visit the site, we, and then we have uh, something to eat a bit closer. It's actually quite pleasant and we mm -hmm. it's not like, it doesn't feel like work. And, uh, and in, and that's, that's actually quite conductive to, 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 to free our, our ideas and, uh, It's actually, yeah, it's a good way to, to move on. It's not just sit at your desk in front of a blank sheet of paper and trying to, to come up with something. Yeah, I think the best way... It's better to wait than to search sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think the best way to find a solution is when it doesn't feel like work, as you said, and yeah. not when you're sitting at yeah. your desk and you have to do now something. It needs to be done. Then... Yeah, but even if if you go for a walk and you you leave it for a day, you don't you think you don't think about it. Even then, it can pop up like oh maybe yeah. we should try it this way or it can be yeah go from it can come from nowhere as well. And I think we don't really search for creativity. Like uh, we don't have so many books here or I mean. No Pinterest forbidden. Uh, so yeah, it's, um, it's better sometimes to, to leave it and to wait. And what importance has nature in your um, projects? I see already a lot of plants in your office. Yeah. <laughs> What's your approach in terms of climate change? Open the windows. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a big problem. Uh, it, it's making very a lot of people nervous. Uh, yeah, it's making me nervous. <laughs> yeah, 
But at the same time, I think uh, everybody is used, has got their routine and uh, just thinks that there is only one way of, uh, of living and that's the way you live at the moment. But uh, just in the last couple of months, you can see how things can change quickly and uh, people can take new uh, initiatives and uh, start change their habits. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, that's a bit human nature. We need a bit of a wake-up call before we start changing our habits. And uh, yeah, in terms of climate change, in terms of how we should build, I think we should. Uh, it's not through technology that everything needs to be solved, but it's rather in us having lower expectations about size, about luxury, about uh, you know, you can live simply and uh, solve a lot of problems, which, uh, yeah, how, how to, for example, if you've got a big house, it will cost a lot more energy to heat up, rather, of, if it's more, it's, it's going to be a lot easier to manage. Mm -hmm. And then naturally, nature in that sense plays a very important role because we do think that uh, this connection with nature and in, in architecture is primordial in order to feel good. Uh, I think uh, a place which is disconnected from nature is not going to be uh, conductive to a nice environment. So we really think that nature is quite important. And do you think there's actually the need to build something new? New? Do you mean a new system? A, no, a new house? Or can we not just use what's no. already no, here, empty, yeah. and you give it a new purpose? Exactly. No, I think we do. We certainly uh, believe in uh, in the re reuse of old things and uh, make with what you've got and and uh, improve it one way or the other. But uh, I think uh, actually, if you play with what's there, you can in, you can as well improve the quality of what of the new bits which you add in so i think it's uh, it's a relationship and it's continuation that you create with that and do you think like a single family house is this still up to date in terms of overpopulation or do we need to rethink this whole way of living and the whole way of thinking what success means mm. like this single family house with the fence around and the two cars and the dog in the backyard and the two children. Is this success still or does... Well, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, it's true that uh, if, you, if you think about the problematic of uh, you know, the footprint that everybody's got, density is the key to solve this, this issue. So living in a city is certainly the first step towards... A more sustainable uh, future. Mm -hmm. uh, I I've got a, a single family house myself, so and I I like it. Mm -hmm. It's uh, definitely something I appreciate. It's not big, so that's one step towards rede redemption. <laughs> But um, it's hard. I think the. Also, a big problem is this thing about cars and the uh, transport of goods, like everything that we, we order through the internet and mm -hmm. uh, to be transported by, by, by a truck. And 
it's so all the infrastructure li linking everything. I think that's, to me, that's something which needs uh, solved quite quickly. But also the, the balance between urban space and open space. Yeah. I think uh, in Belgium, we have a, quite a, a bad reputation about, uh, how do you say, the, how we uh, densified and, and took the open space in Belgium. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, mm -hmm. Everything is so spread out, which also means that we have a lot of problems in, in transport, uh, safe flutes. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, every big project they want to uh, do to solve the problem of the transport, uh, it always has impact of uh, people living around this uh, Places because everybody is so spread and, and dense uh, together. Every big project is difficult to develop because they're always like uh, clocked. Complaints. Complaints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also grew up in a single family house and I really love it. And I really love to come back home and have it. Um, but then. If we look to the future, do you think the state at some point could say there are so many people, we have to give you a certain amount of space, like each person has 10 square meters. Could you imagine a world like this? 10 square meters? For example, because there come so many people mm. that we don't have uh, space anymore. Do you think this is possible in the far future? I mean, as an architect, we're not, I mean, I'm not trying to think about this extreme situation because it's, uh, I think the, the world would be quite uh, a different place. I mean, we're not quite there yet. Uh, also, the, this thing about uh, subpopulation, etc., is it's a global problem, yes. Uh, but, um, I mean, Belgium is already quite a dense country particularly mm. Flanders, where, where we live, and there is still green spaces. But as Mo said, there has been bad management. So there is a lot of uh, like houses that have been built in the 60s, etc. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a matter of, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine back in the days, back in the, in, in the Middle Ages, etc. you already had cities which, which were small cities, but still quite high density, mm. and, or villages. So you get character with high density it's just a matter of how, how it's done i think if it's just uh, communist housing very repetitive and no but if it's if you create green spaces and if you manage the car if you manage the public transport and if you don't have too many uh, hard surfaces around then it can be pleasant and how do you imagine uh, working with artificial intelligence like uh, more as more as has seen a program yesterday about the artificial intelligence tell yeah, you about it. in the army which, <laughs> and the, the conflict between china and the united states which was very scary um, but about artificial intelligence in in architecture you mean by developing architecture or more like construction like you you read the competition then you push the button <clears throat> and artificial intelligence gives you 20 possible variations 
and you choose one of them and the fine design lines you do yourself but i'm not sure if we still doing architecture i think i think it's quite scary because it means that uh, it'll just be it's bound to uh, and it's going to happen in some ways i think what you're saying but uh, it's like uh, these instagram things where everybody finds themselves looking at the same thing everybody will end up same living thing. in the same things it's uh, and then you'll have this picture of everything the same next to one another maybe with little variations here and there mm-hmm. uh, but then you choose more variation yeah but then they'll, they'll put another plant up uh, in front of your door and uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but I noticed this. You scroll on Instagram and every render looks almost the same because it's this Instagrammable mm-hmm. picture and then you just scroll and everything looks the same. Do you lose, do you think you lose your individual character or architecture gets a little lost in this Instagrammable picture? Because you just look really fast through it but nobody takes the time to see what's inside why it looks how it looks i think uh, it don't it, it's not only because of this uh, artificial intelligence that everything looks the same but more and more uh, the world is building also on this in the same way uh, the concrete slabs and the, every building looks almost always the same mm-hmm. and that's why we find it for us interesting to to have our projects very um, different. Uh, we, we have a little watch out tower we will build. We have mm-hmm. uh, social housing we do. We have uh, so many different programs in our uh, portfolio, which keeps us uh, uh, having a fresh mind and always rethink from zero. Uh, but I think a lot of offices or architecture in general, they... Well, that's also the nature of things. And once you do start doing something, then you, you do more of it. And, uh, it's, uh, and it's also more efficient, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, it's less fun. <clears throat> yeah. But imagine now we have artificial intelligence in every office. What happens to the people that we don't need anymore? Like all the details, we don't have to redraw every detail again or section or whatever what happens to them like not every bus driver can be an it specialist well i think that's that's an issue that's not only in architecture it's every it's also Mm. bus driver yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, to me i think as long as the creative process doesn't get replaced by (laughs) intelligent uh, artificial intelligence I don't mind because there are other jobs being created as well. I mean, there are so many jobs where I would just love if there was a button which could just make it for me. It's uh, there's a lot of stuff in architecture which is really boring to make and waste is wasted time. So go artificial intelligence. <laughs> wow, nobody said this so clearly before. <laughs> no, take it with a pinch of salt, please. <laughs> Um, yeah, but maybe artificial intelligence could also be a tool that we can use. So we have way more free time to do what we actually like to do. 
And yeah. this could be the really positive view. Yeah. They should do the stuff we don't like to do. That's yeah. But uh, being creative, I think that's our thing to do. We don't need artificial intelligence for that. Yeah, but I I saw on the news. To be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on the news those um, walking robot dogs in China walking through the streets. This was scary. It yeah. looked like a horror movie, really. <laughs> so, in terms of this. How do you imagine the future living and working space? Is, for example, home office um, a topic in your office? Or do you say, no, we need to meet on a regular uh, base? We we did it until Corona times. And then uh, and once Corona stopped. started, there were heaps of empty offices in town. So we got ourselves an office. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but we, and we really like it having our own office and not uh, working from home. I mm -hmm. mean, home is home, and yeah, it's better to keep it separate. So you don't like the fusion between <laughs> work and life. We can't avoid it entirely, I think. But uh, yeah, but we are a small office. Eh? We are three people. Mm -hmm. I think if you have an office of fifty people, I think I would understand that some people likes more to work one day at home or something yeah but uh, it's cozy here we have our plants and I mean we can play music so it's fun we have our plans <laughs> yeah plans yeah ah so plans <laughs> okay Both. Both. <clears throat> have you seen the movie ready player one no no, I, no. I, I didn't even know it. It's it's a horrible uh, science fiction movie. It shows, I think, the year of 2050, 60, and everybody lives in those little concrete boxes with their Oculus Rift glasses on and having their own avatar. Do you think this is possible? Some people would try it, but I think main... I'm not sure. I'm quite optimistic. Uh, I think people still like reality somehow. And uh, oh, yeah, you need you really need to get out and see other things. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I I mentioned the the flight simulator. I can't do it all the time. If I if my if I'm you do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't got the glasses yet. No, but, uh, you you need to, to you need to go outside to to clear your mind as well. It's not possible otherwise. It's quite intense if you're always in front of a screen. I think uh, we are lucky that we are old enough that we didn't grow up with a mobile phone and uh, social media. Mm -hmm. But what happens if if the avatar? <clears throat> that you created lives in a world that's even better than reality. But that's already... Well, it's, yeah, you can fly, you can uh, go on the moon, you can... But it's not reality. It's, uh, I mean, to me, uh, virtual reality doesn't compare. It's, uh, yeah, but people can get addicted. 
Yeah. Live their life. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we will find out. But then we are Maybe okay. not. Who knows? Yeah. I think and best not to think too much that it could be, this could happen. I don't think so. But. <laughs> okay. Then we already reached the last question. What means architecture for you personally? Peace once it's done. Peace. <laughs> And for you? It's, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, me? Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, what does it mean for me? It's happy happiness mm -hmm. by creating it. And then uh, depression by uh, having it through the bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. And then happiness again when it's finished. And when it's finished, finished, you forgot the bureaucracy. So you start another project and you come back in the depression. <laughs> so it's a like circle a, of, of yeah, like hell a, and happiness. Addiction. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you. It was really nice to talk to you and thank you for your time. Yes, thank you. Thank you. This was this week's episode. We really hope you liked it as much as we did. If you have comments, suggestions, critics, please let us know. And till next time on What's Next. Ciao, ciao.